Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. We bless your name for who you are. We thank you for what you have done. We bless your name for what you are about to do. We return all glory to you. Because every good and perfect gift comes from you. And Lord, we honor you. Lord, we say, let your name be glorified. Thank you, blessed Father. In Jesus' most wonderful name we pray. Amen. Let's have our seats. Amen. Sorry, by God's grace, we would be finishing... We're looking at half 12, 35. Why I said that is that please, whoever you want to call, give them 30 minutes to catch their breath before you go out and start making calls. Hallelujah. Amen. So God will help us in Jesus' name. I'm not saying I don't, but you know, let's just don't decide the times where there's nobody here because people are making calls outside. Um... May God grant us grace in Jesus' name. You know, as we begin to look at and we just have in a short time start to we would be there would be the prophecies for the year will be printed out and be the next first, second week in January by God's grace. But overall, it's important that I share a couple of things with you as we go into the new year. I've tried to this capacity for 2020. Capacity for 2020. The scripture says in Psalms, it says in Psalms 68 verse 19, it says, God daily, blessed be the God who daily loads us with benefits. That is God. That is what he would do. Either you are, either, either, either you get ten prophecies or you get one or you get none. The Bible says something to us. The Bible tells us that there is a sure prophecy, which is the scriptures. So, the scripture clearly says to us that God will daily load us with benefits. So in 2020, on a daily basis, because the scripture cannot be broken, there is blessing released on a daily basis on every one of us. So shall it be. Amen. But I'm going to point one thing to you because I was, we were praying and somebody was sharing something to me and I was saying, you know, I, I understand, I, 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 ha- I understand what God is pointing at and how, and I was sharing to that person, you know, it, is, it, is part, it was just a confirm- more a confirmation also for me about what God intends to do. Now, I've been looking at this, but I'm going to show you some characters about God. When you read the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 16, 
um, from 15 to 20. Now, this is the story of when God sent down manna. And so manna came down in their mouth, in the loads of it. But he said, it is important. And he said, and Moses said to them, this is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. This thing which, you, which the Lord has commanded you, let every man gather according to his own need. That means that God was saying that even though you have received it in multitude, even though I am, receive, I am pouring it down, you would only be able to absorb according to your capacity. When we were saying heavens is opening, yes, heaven will continue to open, but people would only receive according to the capacity that they have. So you discover when you read through this scripture, that some people began to gather more than their capacity. And as a result, what they gathered now began to decay. Began to decay. Because what you gather beyond your capacity, you would lose. Part of, the, part of the vision was that the person saw that there was a prayer for, as you know, God was, grain was coming down, rain was coming down, rain was coming down, and he was, he was blessing the land. All of a sudden, the land began to overflow, and that rain now became destruction. So, it is important. That's why when Jesus was talking in Matthew 25, sorry, Matthew 25, he says that, and the Bible says, Jesus gave some five talents, some two, some one, according to their abilities. Not according to how he loves them. According to their abilities. According to their capacity. According to their capacity. That is why when we read the scriptures that we read, in Luke chapter 14, I'm, I'm rushing a bit, Luke chapter 14, he says, he says that, he says, and which one of you intends to build a tower in 2020 and not first of all sit down to count the cost, whether he has enough capacity to receive it? I was listening to and so I'm just going to make this as an example now take this as the blessing of God or you go to services and take this as me you know if the more now I began to pour on this everything else is what is a waste. If this is my capacity, the more they pour it on me, whatever anointed that comes, it is useless. I may feel anointed for a week, but I will discover that at the end of the time, this is all I can retain. Because it is because my capacity has not been worked on. 
I have not expanded myself. Ephesians chapter 3. That's why the Bible says, see, God is able to do exceedingly. God, God can do exceedingly above what you can think or imagine. But it will be according to the power that works inside you, not inside God. You would receive according to capacity. Next one, please. Amen. I don't know. I, I, I might have just skipped through it. I put something in that one of the slides. I, I said, you know, God will give according to his capacity. You will receive and retain according to your capacity. Because it is important that as God continues, makes a commitment to constantly bless people in the new year, it is important that people understand that you need to build your own capacity to be able to receive what he has given. Because whatever he gives to you beyond your capacity may be a blessing for a time, but with time it will become a problem. Give you an example. As lovely, as um, outspoken as Donald Trump is, he believes he can do anything. There was an event that happened in America and he melted. Why? There was a time when he was supposed to go and order a strike. So he was supposed to give an order for a strike to, to be done. When he saw that human beings are going to be killed with a bomb, he could not hold it. They had almost gotten to the target and he called them back. See, it is easy to campaign. It is easy to say you want to become president. But when you have to send people to war and stand at the border to receive their dead bodies, that is, if you don't have such capacity, when that day comes, you would melt away. You want God to bless you with a multi-million dollar ministry or whatever it is, business. You have only, you have only lost 10,000 naira. You can, or pounds, Everybody knows you are in a terrible mood. When you are not the boss of a company managing thousands of people, how are you going to not turn the company upside down? Because you don't have, you, you are only praying for it, but you have not built the capacity to be able to get there. So in 2020, God is saying, as I am loading you with daily benefits, you have a responsibility to start increasing your capacity before what I give to you becomes a cost. See, it's important because other people say, you know, I, I prayed about it. I spoke to God and God spoke to me back. He said this and that. You have to be careful at times. Osea, 
Now, please, he said, I will be your king. Where is any other that may save you in all your cities? Your judges, to whom you said, give me a king and priest. He said, I gave you a king in my hunger. And I took him away in my rot. You know, see, I have the little that I am learning also as I get along in life. There was a person that, that was an incident, that was something that happened. And this was not when I was here, but managing, um, leading a, a church and things like that. And they wanted to appoint somebody. And they placed the names with prophets. Different prophets. Everybody came back. Everybody came back to say, yes, that person is right. And the person above me, Said no. I was like, but see all the prophecies. This one, they don't even know them. They said, whatever they said, I have had. But the answer is no. After two years, I discovered that if that person had been ordained, it will have been a disaster. Why? The shepherd in charge was looking at the capacity, which is totally different from God raising his blessing on people. When David was anointed the king of Israel, Samuel could have told um, Saul and said to Saul, today I am announcing David as king. And nobody will have questioned him. But Samuel anointed him and left him alone because the capacity was not there. If he had placed him as a king, at that stage he would have fallen. That is why David was anointed three times. Samuel anointed him first. Then they held some of his um, elders at the place he conquered, anointed him. What was happening? As the capacity was increasing, the anointing was, was pouring in. That was why he was able to be stable. Because when the capacity is not, no matter what you see, it, it's only a matter of time for things to begin to fall away. So when, so God is interested in building capacity as he blesses you and me in 2020. Now, there are instruments by which God uses in building capacity. 
See, even if God gives you a miracle job and you don't build capacity, very soon, they will tell you to start going. <laughs> Take your miracle to somewhere else. When God opens a door for you, he's expecting you to build that capacity to that level. Or else, it will be a challenge. That was why David had to go through the process of going back to his father's place and knowing how to deal with animals. Psalms, please. Psalms, he said, he also chose David, his servant. He took him from the sheep fold, following the, uh, from following the hills, and the young that, uh, and sorry, he brought him to the, to the shepherd of, he brought him to the shepherd of Jacob, his people, and Israel, his inheritance. So, basically, God said, I have, he has developed a character in the place of shepherding sheep. I, I can't, see, there's one thing you need to understand about God. I've said it over and over and again. Most of the time, when God promotes people, it is in, or when it is the right time, when he promotes people, is never, is it horizontal? You have horizontal and basically, it's not something that you can directly relate. Because somebody can preach, it doesn't make them a leader. Because the way God raises people is totally different. Daniel Kolenda, who, is, who took over from um, um, Riot Bunke, he was picked from where he was stacking shelf. That was where Riot Bunke went to pick him up. But while he was stacking shelf, he was going out to do evangelism. So he had that fire of evangelism inside of him. It was not when he became the leader that he now wanted to do evangelism. Most people think that God just brings them and you say, you know, it is, see, whatever you are doing, you need to understand that what God is more concerned about is the building of character. See, anointing is God's job to give. Character is your own responsibility to build. Forget anointing. Leave anointing for God. He would always give it. See, God is always looking for somebody to use. God is always looking for someone to use. First Timothy says this. He says, bodily exercise profited little, but godly exercise profit all. Now, you know, you know when you are, when you are, I'll let it down, when, you know, when you have lived a kind of life, you think that um, you know, when you, let me put this way, when you have been in Nigeria, 
You've run after boss. You say, what are you doing in gym? You do gym all the time. There is nothing in gym. Then I'll go and waste my money. Then I was a postman. When I first came here to do my master's. So I was a postman because that was the only job I could do as a part-time. You know, and when you run all the day, you know, what, why do I, what, what do I want to do? I need to be 16 kg and things like that. So luckily, I was able to go to gym last week. <laughs> and I discovered that, ha, ah, looks like <laughs> it is actually different, though, <laughs> because you are running down the streets. Does not, does not, you understand what I'm trying to say? They've been telling me my house to go for years. I said, what are they doing there? Waste some money. I'll give somebody my money. For what? That I can run? I can do anything that I want to do. Why would I go to gym? But when I sat down later, I called my wife. I said, I said, I've changed my vibe. It looks like um, I'm going to add it to my resolution for the new year. To, to try to gym. Why am I saying this is this? Is that when you are, when the Bible talks about godly exercise, is you are going to feel it in your body. When you are building a godly muscle, you would feel it in your body. When that capacity is expanding. You would know. I'm not talking about I can see this. No, that's not what I'm talking about. When you are, when that character, godly character, is walking inside of you, you would know. Because there will be times you would feel the pain. That is why Paul was, was describing it with bodily exercise. With bodily exercise. In fact, Hebrews chapter 5 verse 14 says that, he said mature food is for those who buy, for those who, who, have their, who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice. Trained. So that means that there has to be some level of training for yourself. You have to start to learn to train yourself to begin to react based on what God's word. Increase your capacity. Increase your capacity. Acts chapter 20. Oh, sorry. I was, I wanted to show you Usain Bolt, you know. This is him throwing up. In the process of stretching his capacity. The only thing you see is that one that says, that's what you see. No matter how much you do this, you will not, you will not, nobody will, you know, they will, they will just walk past you. You are standing on somebody's road. They say, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Because to build your capacity, takes a lot. Then our next one, please. That's why one of the instruments, and I will be looking into that just briefly. One of, he said, now brethren, I commend you to God 
and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. That means it will build your capacity. We will get to the point where I would briefly look, and that is what will lead us into the altar of prayer. How the word builds your capacity. How does it build you up? It builds you first before it gives you an inheritance. What is an inheritance? Inheritance is what you keep. So that means that if the world hasn't built you up, you don't have an inheritance. You may be a tenant renting somebody else's anointing. It's not a problem. But the inheritance that you would keep, you first have to build your capacity. God help us in Jesus' name. So can I? Well, let's just go to Hebrews. Let's just go. No, Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, yeah. God bless you. Now, this is a scripture that we normally read and we'll get there. You know, we read this, the end of the scripture. We say, he said, he said, therefore, he said, he said, he said, um, he said, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy for the time of need. What, how, what is the path to get to the throne of grace? What throne of grace is, is he talking about? Is it that God, ah, I need grace to succeed. I need grace. No, that, uh, God will grant us grace. Let's just look at it this way. You know, he gave an example of some people. He said, the promise remains of entering the arrest, entering his rest. Let us fear, least any one of you come short of it. For indeed, the gospel that was preached to us was also preached to them. But they had it, but did not profit them. So what Paul was starting over, I said, excuse me, see, God will always send his grace, but it's not everybody that he profits. It's not everybody that he profits. Please go to verse 11. So, we are, we are in that same chapter. We, we, let's go to verse 11, please, because of our time. So, he was talking, he said, let us therefore enter into his rest. Least anyone of, least anyone falls according to the same example of disobedience. Now, how did this say? He said, for, this is where, for the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing through the division of the soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow. Let's, first of all, let me pause there. When we say the God of God is two-edged sword, most of us think that it is only for your, for your, for your enemy. This is not talking about your enemy. He's saying, let the word of, let the sword come out and hit you in the place. Let it, let the, he said, let us be diligent so that we don't fall the same victim that others fall. So let the word of God sit with the word of God. Let the word draw out his sword and stab you. Let it cut that part. Let the word of God Slice away. See, 
when the Bible says it's a too sharp two-edged sword, have you ever as a sharp two-edged sword touched you and you not feel it? Most of us are very defensive about scriptures. The word of God has not turned you, has not turned into you at all in any way. Can I ask you a question? What character this year have you dealt with as a result of the word of God hitting you? What habit this year have you sat down and said, or you do it again and say, I should not be doing this. Why? Because you can feel the pain of the word putting the sword through you. If my answer is no, I have not met Jesus this year. If the word of God has not gotten to a point where the sword begins to expand your capacity, your capacity as a leader to be able to serve without necessarily saying, I am just doing it for God. No. Your capacity because he, if you are a, let me use myself as an example. If you're a pastor of 10 people and Annoyance is or something, something, somebody does something, and he annoys you to the point where you cannot preach, or when you want to do your sermon, it is, is targeted towards somebody else. You know that how will God? Give, you don't have capacity to to pastor one thousand because see, there will be ten times the number of people that you are. It is you don't have the capacity yet. Why? Because but when I sit with the word of God. And I can see the sword drawn. And God goes after it. And you go, ah. Where the sword gets to a point that me has a husband in the house. The sword comes out. It is not about if you are right or wrong. I was talking to Emmanuel during the, during the week. I said, I was talking to you about something, about my experience, about certain things that God was... You see, it was right in all standards, by human standards. But when the sword came out, the joints and the marrows, it's not a question of have you done something right. That's not, that is not the question. Because the sword goes into the deep parts. That is how God begins to expand your capacity. When your character begins to fall because you have met the sword in the room. You come out, you are bleeding because of an encounter with God. Then you would understand why Paul ended this scripture Let's go to verse 15. It says, it says, for we have an high priest 
who understands our weakness. Why? Because you have just been stabbed. He said, therefore, let us come to the throne of grace so that we can obtain help for the time that we need it. Most of us, where we obtain help, you have not been stabbed by anything. <laughs> you just appear. I am at the throne of grace. Go say, ah, for what? <laughs> what has happened to you? I, I have not dealt with you at all. You are just showing up at the throne of grace. To do what? The throne of grace is the throne where he said, God, you are pointing, see, there are things, forget about God showed you something, God told you this or that. I was telling you, I said, if, in, if this year, the only thing that you have changed is what prophecy has, formed, has shown you, you're in trouble. The word itself, you need, you cannot stop escaping the sword as a Christian. As we close, this was Hebrews chapter 5. He said, though Jesus, yet he lent obedience by the things he suffered. He said, having been made perfect, he became the altar of salvation for all who obeyed him. Do you know why Jesus became the author of salvation? Let me tell you one thing, why Jesus would have failed in becoming the author of salvation. Or the verse, verse 10 of everything, right? We talked about the high priest. He's, after they had beaten him, the first statement he said, Father, forgive them, because they don't know what they do. Why? Because you cannot be the accuser and be the savior at the same time. It is not, I know that, ah, you have offended me, but I will behave like God. See, you are, you are still, you are still, you are still, you are still running away from the sword. Why are we talking about this? Is that in 2020, God is saying, I am pouring out my blessings, but do you have enough capacity to get them? See, God, things will keep coming your way. God will keep, see, God will keep pouring your way. So if, if, if your response is that God gave me this, I, ah, <laughs> and you are not looking at your capacity. I was saying to someone this evening, they were saying that they wanted me to do, uh, they wanted us to do some things with um, unification prophets in the United Kingdom. Wonderful. I said, I don't have the capacity yet. I can't do it. There is no capacity. I need to grow my capacity 
to be able to do it. There was one lovely sister which, you know, I, I have been talking, we've been speaking for a while, and you know, she goes here, doing ministry, doing, doing, doing ministry, doing all kinds of things. And one day she called me. She said, out of the blue, she said, I have now discovered that I like capacity. She said, I have three invitations. I have turned them down. Because I need to settle down. Two scriptures as we come to the place of prayer. Jesus. This is Jesus. He said, so they performed all this according to the law. And they returned to Galilee to, to the city of Nazareth. And the boy grew. This is Jesus. And he became strong in the spirit and was filled with. So that means that there is a process of growth. Can I tell you one thing? And I think it's important that it would help you. There are certain things in ministry that I haven't gotten perfect. And I just remind myself, you are growing. You are learning. If you don't have the ability to grow, let somebody say, you've done something. You say, what, 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 what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? I, you are not growing. See, the joy of, somebody was talking to me recently. Somebody said, ah, maybe you should stop letting people see or acknowledge your weakness. I said, that is why I said this. Is, I said, sir, the Bible says, Paul, he said, I will glory in my weakness. So when I see that something is wrong, somebody who's in somebody's system, you are too hard on yourself. Because I know I'm growing. <laughs> see, I was saying something, and I'll hand it this way. I was saying something to Sister Yemi. We were having a chat, I don't know, months ago or so. And I said to her, I said, I won't trade your blessing for anything. I said, because your blessing has made me who I am today. When I made me who I am today. So people say, ah, this boy is... He's a um, pastor. I don't know how you cope with this kind of thing. Because God has used this environment to train me. I am learning on a daily basis and I am growing. There are days where I was talking to someone, there was a day where I was crying. Why? Because everyone is my weakness. Because the sword came out. I had to call someone who was older than me. I said, I am carrying this burden. It is difficult for me. I said, don't worry. You are learning. This is the growth part. You, have you grown at all in 2019? I'm not talking about prophetic growing. I'm talking about capacity. So that you don't keep receiving anointing that will later become an issue for you. So in 2020, I want you to come before the throne of grace and ask God to increase your capacity in 2020. But please, let me put a disclaimer. It, is, it could be hot. hot. It could hurt you, but it is worth it. Are we together? Let us rise up, please.
Some of you, you are here, you know that the sword of the world has been chasing you. You have been playing cat and mouse. Some of us are so good at using the shield to defend yourself when the sword of the world is coming. And God is saying, even my son had to grow. See, it is not a shame to be wrong. You just need to take it and grow. As long as you are growing, you are moving. Is it in your field? Some of us say, no, they don't like me at my workplace. You know, they just hate me. They just don't want to see me. Are you growing at all? Are you learning at all? Is it the same thing that they complain? If, they, if, you, have, if you have had five employments, last five employments, and everybody has complained about the same thing, something is wrong. You know, they used to do something in the CNS fold at times for big, big prophets. When they see that a character is falling out of place and they see that that gift is causing a problem to that character, to that person, they would ask God to suspend the gift. It is love. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.